0: I Squared Wrestling Podcast. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another... What are you doing? Just seeing which level I am. Okay. Because I'm actually going to go sit over here. All right, mate. See you later. So you can't uh, be careful because we've got we've got some important computer equipment rendering here. Yeah. Why is this world? chair so heavy as well? well? Maybe you're just getting weaker. No. you got your Christmas, uh, you got your Christmas target of being able to lift a heavy weight, and be careful. There's like plug sockets and all. no, like, no, mate, just get another chair. Look, there's a chair over there. Look, just grab a chair. This is the most unprofessional start to a podcast there's ever been. Look, you're falling over. There's another I've not chair. got my laces oh, tied chair I'm going to. What? Be careful of the. Po- Jeez. You're going to take your. Cheers, Dan. What are you doing? You're going to pull the whole thing off. Sorry, everyone, for that <laughs> terrible start to a podcast. But you're you're here. Hello, everyone. With you. What <laughs> are you doing? You're just smashing the place up. Put that down. I thought it's got my name on it, but it There's says Yern Simmons. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So we're here at the A squared. Circle. What, we're like a minute into this podcast. We haven't even said hello. Okay, go on. Then, and say everyone. hello. Welcome to the A squared Circle Wrestling Podcast. The the hottest hour in in wrestling. No, in all of podcasting. Well, one in hour, One hour to two hours. Yeah, we we can talk all day. Yeah. We can go. We can go. We like I, promised,
1: I promised the wife I'd be home by seven to put the uh, kids to bed. So, cool. We might have to do an hour. I've got to stop and get some salad because we're going to have fajitas tonight.
0: Oh, that'd be a change for you, won't it? i
1: would not had them in ages. Oh, really? Yeah, I always stock up. This is a tip because uh, you ever see fajitas on sale for two pounds? Buy five yeah. of
0: them. Uh, we're talking old El Paso here. Yeah, oh yeah, the real deal. We don't yeah. give Sainsbury's own or anything.
1: No, you stock up when they're a couple of quid cool. because they're so expensive. So there's a, and Dan not, McGee's nodding his head. He they're, knows.
0: They're not sponsoring this podcast, but if they did want to sponsor this podcast, sponsorship slots are available. Just uh Well you we should have bloody sold Twitter some sponsorship
1: last week due to our fantastic numbers.
0: We did. We've had some fantastic we we're a good we're a solid podcast, aren't we? we do yeah. Solid numbers. Mm. So um yeah, we've had a, a great great couple of weeks of interviews with uh with Martin Goldsmith yep. um of uh of WWF. Wembley Stadium fame, yep. Um, amongst everything else, amongst everything else, yeah. yeah the Muppets and everything Every, else he listed basically everything you would like to, to be, really, right? What a Muppet! Yeah. <laughs> no. Some people say, Oh, yeah, I was, I was referring to like you know his, his prowess at selling merchandise. And oh, yeah, he's a legend. You're a, yeah. you're a WWE toy retailer, aren't you?
1: Oh, uh, yeah, to some degree.
0: Well, this one of the
1: one of the best in the country, in fact, I, I should say. And
0: if you'd like any WWE toys, Christmas is coming up. Christmas uh, is coming, and check like out wrestlingstore.com. <laughs> no, <laughs> how dare you?
1: RockiesToys.com, R-O-C-K-Y-Z-T-O-Y-Z.com.
0: Um, and if you want some cool, bad-ass merchandise, check out shoprevpro.com. The sports range is upon us, Andy.
1: Yeah, I need to talk to you about those names. But we'll talk well, about that later.
0: Yeah. Well, that's what, it's not me that you need to talk to about, is it? Okay. I'm not. Yeah. I'm there's not a poll up up at the moment at Shop Rev Pro. Is that right? Yeah. On Twitter. Yeah. Yeah. So what do you like? What's your? Well, I,
1: I I it was a good pun. Shop Rev Go. Rev Go. Yeah. Not into it at all. Okay. Good pun, but not into it at all. So what are you into?
0: Um, I just liked, I liked Rev Pro Sport, which didn't even make it onto the. Uh, really, and you can have four <laughs> options on a poll, but there was only <laughs> three. Rev wow. Pro Sport.
1: Um okay. Well I don't know, like
0: I said, we'll uh, we'll come back to it. So have you not got any opinion at all?
1: I've got an opinion of the three that were pubs so in polls were have? terrible. I don't
0: uh, you can't ask me that. Like, it, like there's nothing worse than someone who says, Oh, this is terrible but right. then has no answer as to what you would use instead.
1: Alright, that's a fair comment, but I definitely wouldn't go with Rev Go, Just in case that wins the poll, don't you? You would you would Rev Go, wouldn't you? But
0: it launch well it launches at but seven I, o'clock I, so bought, I don't really know what
1: it's I've gonna bought, be called. I've bought a uh muscle vest so you you've have. already had my support you can vouch for it can't yeah, you yeah it's actually very very good so shop- and i've not even worn it in the gym yet so regardless
0: so regardless of what you um you know of what the name is mm. com is a place to get the merch from sure and it's quality quality goods yeah so um so yeah so that's cool uh com. check it out check it out right now i've I said what i need to say so cool all right go. um so should we before we get so we're going to talk about global wars uk this week yeah and we are which also is, which is a big the 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 big um uh show of the weekend it happened well we're recording this a little bit early because um, you're going on holiday, holiday i'm going on holiday. on holiday so family men we always we're family men now do you, you know what i mean yeah like, so I, yeah i'm very much looking forward to my holiday so um as a result uh we're recording this a little bit early, so it'll um, go out on Wednesday, though, I think. Will it go out on Wednesday? Yeah, yeah, yeah it yeah, should Yeah, we do, go out yeah. on Wednesday. Um, so um, if I've got Wi-Fi at the the place I'm going.
1: Yeah, so we're not just going to talk about GoBall, so are we? We're going to talk about, I love doing weekends, right, where I do two shows, and they're completely oh, so, opposite yeah. end of the spectrum. So are,
0: but before we get to our topics of what we're talking about, should we do our um, wrestling. 30-day wrestling? Yes. Okay, so uh, I know I've just got to pull it up again now. So, this is the most unprofessional, unprepared podcast we've done, I think. No. No?
1: Well, I, no is in yes. <laughs> um,
0: no is in yes. Well, I was like, no, but like, yeah, no, it isn't very good. No, it isn't very professional. Um, so, I'm scanning through, just get in there. We're nearly there. Let's go find it because it's in the picture messages that we share with one another and we sh- send a lot of picture messages. So, here we go. So Andy and Andy's thirty day rest thirty week week wrestling challenge. Still looking for a jingle. Yeah, um, we're gonna have to come
1: up with either we'll either do that or not do it at all.
0: That wasn't no, I think it's important to a just to separate it from the rest of the show, so we know this is a segment now. Alright, so, week three, what we got? So we've had our favourite current male wrestler, we've had our current favourite female wrestler. So week three. Yep. We have our favourite wrestler ever. Okay. Instantly I know the answer.
1: Go. Hulk Hogan.
0: Okay. Yeah.
1: The the first wrestler I was um <clears throat> completely enamoured by. And uh I don't know if I've ever said this on the podcast, but uh, my first videotape I have said this before, my first video first WF wrestling I ever saw, or first wrestling I ever saw was Survivor Series eighty eight. And Hulk Hogan was in the main event, Hulk Savage. Hillbilly Jim. If I if I if you gave me a minute, I'd just name the whole thing. But that was that was the team. Well we got oh, a minute. We got time. Yeah, but I don't know. Uh, um, Hillbilly Jim, Hercules. Okay, don't worry about okay. it. joking. Right. Just so Google anyway, it if you're watching Hulk, on the WWE Network, Hulk, Hulk was the man, and I used to play that video, and um, I used to go to like my mum's room, so I'd walk across the landing, I'd play the video, <laughs> run all the other way. No. Um, run all the way to the other end of the house which wasn't far we lived in a small house and I'd play the video and I'd walk to the ring to Hulk Hogan's music and oh, do really? and I'm, motion, I'm doing the arms
0: now aren't yeah. I because like, I remember him pointing to the people and him turning round and yeah Hulk Hogan Um, when I did wrestler entrances because obviously everyone did it mm. I used to do mine up the stairs and around the banister right but did it's you like have a video playing with the music no, no, or well, I it used was just to, imagination it just in my head so, yeah know? but i used to slap hands over the you know like if you imagine the the banister yeah. the, top of the banister being a guard that. yeah okay creative yeah that's, that's imagination so. for you yeah i'm creative aren't i that's how i come up with so many great wrestling cards because i'm just creative
1: yeah and do you um, know what uh, would have made that easier for both of us i think was martin mentioned uh like a couple of weeks ago about how the WrestleMania the album in '93 was originally going to be the wrestler's entrance music. Yeah. Yeah, and you d- we didn't have access but to wrestler's entrance music back but then. You
0: know what? I'm really glad it wasn't. Yeah. Because then there 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 wouldn't be such great classics as uh, this song by my favorite wrestler ever. And I'm talking about. Oh yeah. Okay. I know what you're talking about. There's never been a right, right time, time to, to say, say goodbye. goodbye. Say goodbye. Say, Say goodbye. goodbye, which was interesting, wasn't it? Yeah. So what was it about? Was well, it saying good? Because I always went, I okay. thought it was about saying goodbye to the WWF Championship, right? Was it the storyline I made in my head? No, that's complete not accurate at all. <laughs> of an Intercontinental so, Champion, whatever. Well, I, I
1: don't know if I read this as an actual fact or whether this was um, just something I read on a, on a forum. Being a keen wrestling fan as a teenager, but the story is that song was originally written for Jason Donovan.
0: Oh, I've heard that before, yeah. yeah. Like you, that might have been a lie that you've told me. Rather.
1: Well, maybe, yeah. But I've certainly read that, so I haven't just made that up. Someone has told me that that to be true. So, But I know that song very, very well. Um, and can I confess to something else? Go on. So when I was about 13, so I'm getting older in life. I used to sit when Bret Hart left the WWF I used to play that song and get really <laughs> <He's> sad, sad. <laughs> never <laughs> been a right time to say goodbye and wow. we went for a Chinese when we went for a Chinese with Bret I wanted to tell him but you were too scared I wanted to tell him <laughs> exactly I was way too scared to tell him and I wanted to tell him how it was, I almost like lost sleep over it really that, but Oh you my never God. told him but you, what do you mean Bret Hart's left the WWF for oh, WCW okay. you know so uh,
0: this is it there you go I don't know if it'll work does it come does it come through? Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. So we, we shouldn't oh, yeah. play too much because we we'll get done only for get trouble. Yeah. So that's the first clip of it. We get another clip of it. You know. Yeah, maybe we play the whole thing at the end. No, we won't do that because we're getting trouble again.
1: See, so listen to the verbiage. It's a love song.
0: Yeah, but I just Without breaking up. Well, I just I just saw it as like a a love song about saying goodbye to the his love of his life the WWF Championship no
1: break your heart and make her cry there you go uh, you anyway. do the backing uh, to say goodbye. Uh, uh, anyway. never was <laughs> a way yeah. things you gotta say we'll break her heart make her cry there's never been a right time to say goodbye.
0: Right there, you go. Okay, so that was fun, wasn't it? That yeah, that was a first. Yeah, now I've got it back in my head.
1: Bye, Dan. Um, Follow back Dan McGee on Twitter at so, danmcgee12. Don't know what the 12 is about, but
0: um, so uh, right, Bret- Hitman Hart was my favorite wrestler ever. Okay, um, because he was real. Mm. And I made a confession to Brett Hart when I met him. Um I was like, I love you, Brett. And I said about um so He yeah, actually said you love me. You love him. No, he said he loved me. <laughs> we love each other. <laughs> yeah. it's like, That's nice. Um No, so SummerSlam ninety two, which obviously <laughs> topical with Martin Goldsmith, obviously I wasn't there. No. Right? And I remember so um I I, like, so this, this sums up how real Bret Hart was, right? So, I obviously wanted British Bulldog to win being British and whatever. Yeah. And, like, um, and it had it. And, oh, just another funny side note as well was when they, it was the first uh, storyline, the British Bulldog and Bret Hart, from my memory, was the first storyline which brought reality into it when you had Diana sat there talking. I remember Uncle Ralph came in while I was watching it, and Diana, this beautiful blonde woman, was on the television screen, mm-hmm. and he thought that he was like, oh, the the sky must have changed channel. And he starts messing around with the control and going off the telly. And I'm too embarrassed to say, no, but I'm I'm watching the wrestling because (laughs) there's like a girl on the telly. Mm -hmm. So, um, uh, so it was built up all real like that. And, uh, I remember we were looking in the paper. I think I've told this story before. I don't know if I've told it on the book, but like a uh, looking in the paper for results of the um of, of the show, and uh, and it must have been so it must have been like the day after, not like the following day, but the day after that, I guess. Okay. And there was like the r- little write up about it, not like a massive write up, yeah, yeah. But just like a little write up towards the back of the paper mm-hmm. um, about the show, and it said that. Um, it said British Bulldog had beaten Bret Hart for the Intercontinental Championship. And I was like, yes, yeah. And then the following week, I watched the VHS tape um, at my aunt's house. And obviously I was real happy that Bulldog won. But then the aftermath where Brett was such a gent afterwards, you know, yeah, um, I felt guilty. Like so guilty. Like I just had this horrible feeling of guilt that I'd turned my back on Bret Hart. And for that one night, I was rooting You're for a the sheep. Bulldog to beat him. You're a sheep. So uh, as a result, from that point, Brett had a very special place in my heart because I realised there was never a right and time to told, say goodbye. And you told... I told that to, Bre- like to Brett, yeah. Yeah? yeah, yeah. He just looked at me like, you cool. weirdo. <laughs> no. <laughs> cool. no, Brett Hart, never forsake your fans, you know. Brett yeah, Hart, sure, no. Like, okay. And Brett, Brett takes it seriously. And anyone who's been to one of his meet and greets, you know, he takes time with every single fan. You know. Yeah, and that I mean, was
1: part one of the reasons why I didn't tell him about how when I was 13 I was traumatised by the fact he'd left. And I didn't tell him because... I. It crossed my mind to tell him, but I didn't tell him because I didn't want him to get all emotional and be like, "Oh, I
0: let you down." Well, he knows now, doesn't he? So well, he's he, obviously he listens, listening, obviously. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I just thought he was real, and I liked the way that um, you know he he would change up his man Like, so just if you, for example, if he was wrestling Diesel, yep. he knew he had to be a bit more aggressive to wrestle Diesel. He's a bigger, stronger man, yeah. So he was a bit more aggressive, a bit more ruthless, you know. And, okay. And to me, like the stories he'd tell, you know, where he he would hold on to the holds for. A little bit longer or like you know he'd wrap wire around his yeah, you know, yeah cable around his legs so he couldn't because he wasn't being a bad guy he was just trying to win win keep his belt keep his belt right so to me that's a, you know i just think he was the most real wrestler yeah he was like a real and i think it was also in a in an age when i obviously grew up watching wrestling was um everyone was these big characters like they say that at the time everyone had to have a profession right um so you had the tax man you had the garbage man you, you know everyone yeah. had their, uh, a, a profession the and the prison officer and the prisoner yeah and so everyone had a everyone had a profession but Bret Hart was just a real mm-hmm. he was just a guy wasn't he yeah. just a real man um, so as a result he's my favourite wrestler of all time so okay cool love you Bret love you <laughs> that was a lovely and love uh, letter to Bret Hart and well there was done. that uh, there's that scene uh, <laughs> in Wrestling With Shadows isn't there <laughs> where that girl was like if it wasn't for Bret then I probably wouldn't even have gone to college because of him. That's he right. He gave me the confidence to go to college, and because of him, I'm now graduating with whatever. Yeah. <laughs> you <know>? so. yeah. <laughs> so he affected a lot of people like that, didn't he? Yeah, yeah. So if he wasn't the brat, I probably wouldn't be here, you know, talking to you on this podcast. No. If you are doing a football podcast. Or I would. I'd be talking about... Pogs podcast. Yeah, or something. <laughs> I'd be talking about Pogs, <laughs> yeah. I was quite a Pogs enthusiast as a child, so probably. Yeah. I was good. I, I never played
1: it. We just collect them down our street. Oh, really? Yeah, I can remember. See, I don't know. Series two, the one no one could get except for Andrew Campbell. It was called. I think it, we called it this. I don't know if it was actually called this on the checklist, but we called it bumming the ball. <laughs> I don't think it was called that. I, <laughs> I don't know. Probably not. <laughs> but he's literally so the football is heading towards his his uh
0: bottom and his bottom. That's the one I remember anyway, bumming the ball. I think I need to make a confession. I'm sat here, I'm feeling really guilty. Yeah. And like, this is like years later as well. Obviously years later. (laughs) Did you nick my Pogs collection, did you? No, I never nicked anyone's Pogs collection, but like once... uh... So, you know, you used to play Pogs and you used to play Friendlies or Keeps. Yeah. So if you played Keeps, (laughs) if you played Keeps, then... um, if you if you won those pogs in that game, but it was gambling, wasn't it? Yeah, if, you those, so, yeah. if you won those pogs, so you you put all the pogs like sort of their face down, right? And then you have your slammer, right? And yeah. you hit the hit the slammer on the pogs, and in which any which turn face up, you get to keep. Yes, right? if you're playing keeps, if it's friendlies, then you separate who who's belongs to what, and you you get them back at the end, right? And I uh, I played a game of keeps for a laser. So first of all I won a bomber. You know you know, you know a bomber is a sl- like a a slammer which was thick, you know, a big thick was it a pog canadize? a pog official, was it like a sl- remember it slammer one? Uh, it might have been not pog official, but there was a shop which like retailed in pogs, you know, main as their main source of income at the time. I guess it's like vaping, do you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah, maybe, <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. The nineties version of vaping, um, pogs. And uh and I won a bomber, which is in a keeps match, right? I was like, oh. And I played a game, for a laser, which was a skinnier version of a... Of oh, bomber. right. Oh, I thought you were right. going to say like a laser pen or something. No, no, a laser slammer. Okay. Which was a skinnier version of a... I didn't bomber. know any of these terminologies. Right. It might have just been terminologies in my school. I don't know. Yeah. And it was a it was a keeps game. And I lost. and I couldn't believe it. <laughs> I told the teacher that we had a friendly game. <laughs> so you got it back. <laughs> and I got it back. <laughs> and do you know how I got it back as well? God. I'm just the worst. Like I say, this podcast is therapy, isn't it? Yeah. So, and I got it back because uh, I uh, I had the track record of being honest. And the teacher was just like, <laughs> yeah, Andy yeah. doesn't lie. <laughs> really? But you lied. I lied and I got my...
1: Got my laser back. And you never played again. <laughs> you weren't <laughs> welcome to play it ever again. <laughs> yeah. But don't play with that little boy.
0: <laughs> you just go and tell the teachers it was friendlies. <laughs> so uh, I think shortly after, uh, I think shortly after, um, Pogs were banned. Yeah. oh, It always happens, doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah. The next phase after Pogs was Go-Go's. I was going to say Go-Go's. they never really took off as,
1: well, as big. Well, I remember being, so it was a bit like what I said to Martin, this all summer it was WWF, and then when I came back from school to school, sorry, it was gone. It was gone. Pogs all summer. come back from school. Everyone's playing Go-Go, so yeah, like, Go Go. I'm like, what a Go Go. Nowhere so,
0: near as good as Pogs. Yeah, but
1: I've invested all this money, all my nan's did money. You ever in have Pogs. <laughs> <laughs> you know don't I mean? have a Ripper.
0: Slammer. Nah, no, I mean, metal slammer with like. I swear, my Pogs life was more advanced than yours. <laughs> it probably was. Yeah, yeah. Um, I was big into my Pogs. That's mm. why, like, it, it was an addiction, and and it caused me to lie and i got a pogs maker for one christmas oh i've never had one of
1: them and Oh, you know, i have I had one of them yeah. like it's like a, stick- quite a sticker clever sticker thing yeah, yeah. yeah it's quite clever yeah. and i also to bring it back to wrestling i feel we should go back to wrestling now. wwf pogs did they have pogs yeah they weren't, really we really were were pogs they i've got loads in my i've got like a cabinet of memorabilia office oh they like the tazo ones nah. right. oh, no i know no they are like okay. real pogs with slammers i'll take a picture and send it to you to make cool. you all jealous yeah i've never had them yeah in fact i might have a few spares oh go on yeah undertaker slammer to slammer Okay. We should have a game. <laughs> yeah, let's let's <laughs> live stream a game of pogs. <laughs> yeah.
0: I don't think I've got I don't think I've got mine anymore. I I'm pretty sure I threw them out. No, I uh I had a, a a an old collector, he messaged me through my
1: eBay page and just said, Listen, I'm quite local to you. Do you want to come and clear me out? So I did. And I went down to his house and you know, I explained to him, I said, Listen, I'm buying this to sell it, but you know, I might keep a few bits for a bit of fun and he gave me this massive box of WWF pogs which I'm not really sure there's a market uh, for so they're well just sitting uh, in my office so let's
0: bring them let's, let's let's have a game of pogs we'll live stream it or yeah, something yeah okay and, like the we'll, we'll, make the, and we, um, we'll have to make it clear if it's keeps or uh, <laughs> well they're or mine
1: so <laughs> oh, so it's just a friendly then is it yeah you can watch but not touch no I can join in well you but can touch one slammer to
0: you, you can touch your slammer that's it. Give, it give it back to you I've got to give it yeah. back to you at the end yeah make that clear just always make that clear just a lesson that I learned in my youth so I'm very sorry for doing that I feel very guilty yeah um also, just while I'm thinking about it, while we're talking about like pogs and stuff like that, stickers, right? Mm. This is just, a, I'm not talking about sticker collections. I'm sure we'll talk about that another time. But do you ever have in the playground when you'd complete stickers or you just have loads of spares and you you know, you know, you do the, go, you, yeah, when you yeah. go got, 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 need, 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 and yeah, nee, yeah, yeah, you put those in meat. a separate pile and then you'd work out a transaction. To, <laughs> so so yeah. it's good because it teaches you how to do mm-hmm. business, right? Yeah. Um, but did you ever have anyone who just like completed it or just couldn't be bothered to do it anymore, so I'd just take all their all their stickers and just go, Scramble! And throw their stickers up in the air. Uh. And then, then it became like the end scene of the Christmas <coughs> Plays where people grabbing at the stickers. <laughs> not that I remember. I used to have in our school a lot. Yeah? Yeah. You complete you the complete sticker album. You just, Scramble! No good to anyone, yeah? Yeah. Okay. okay no, not that I remember. Scrambles were good because it often... Led to like little, like (laughs) you know, digs, digs. Do you know what I mean? Like,
1: yeah, so I I got into WWF through my my brothers. Like, they had the video, they were a few years older than me, and I can remember doing sticker trades with because they they quickly grew out of it. I'm talking maybe a few months, maybe like my one of my brothers still has a very mild passing interest in it, so I introduced him to Brett. Do you know what I mean? He'd like he, he really loved that, but uh. It, it my, So I was, what, nine, so my brother's probably like 13. And I can remember tr- swapping stickers with my brother's mates. And they were like four years older than me. But I was just like, I was surprised they were still into it, is my yeah. point. You know, like I was like, oh, do you, have, they, have you not grown out of it yet? Business. So so that, rather than scrambles, I actually did trades. Because yeah. my parents obviously owned the shop, that yeah, sold the stickers. So they'd come in and just leave a pile,
0: and then I'd give them my pile, you know. But we did trades as well. But I mean, once you completed it, or if you had loads of spares oh I collected them I've got another album of course you're a hoarder aren't yeah. you yeah I've got
1: three or four completed baby blue sh- uh, cover WF 1992 album oh really no I haven't but I'm yeah. sure I must have it somewhere the one I completed
0: was 94 uh, which was Undertaker. Uh, Undertaker 1 black I never had any 92 what <laughs> it's black cover. <laughs> 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 I never had a a 1992 album. I had a '93 one, which was pink, right? Yeah, with Brett. Brett. Yeah, yeah. I had a '93 one. Um, that's the closest I've ever been to my cousin Darren.
1: Okay. What? Because you were trading me. Yeah. Yeah. He
0: was into it for about a week. Okay. So, like your brothers, yeah. you know. Yeah. Um. So yeah, and oh, this is another disgusting thing that I remember I used to do when I was little as well. Go on. Um. So Hubba Bubba, you know the bubble gum. Yeah. And I, d- I don't even remember never like bubble gum. But I just remember this from the um. From the 1993 sticker album, I'd like chew bubblegum and I'd put it back on, I'd stick it in the, on the, on the one of the pages of a sticker album, and I'd come back to it, I'd rip peel it off the sticker album and start chewing it again, it, re, it would regain some flavour. Really? Yeah, it's disgusting when yeah, you think yeah. about it, isn't it? Mm. But you know, these, these are the things that kids do. Yeah,
1: kids used to, well we used to pick our noses and eat it, so yeah, that's yeah. probably the most vile thing in the world. Yeah. Yeah, that
0: really makes me sick actually. This is quite disgusting, isn't it? I yeah. used to do that, yeah. And I used to, and do you know what else I used to do as well when I was little? I remember I used to pick my nose and then wipe it on the wall next <laughs> to my bed. Yeah. yeah cool. <laughs> Just wipe your n- nose on your sleeve as well.
1: Going yeah. to school. Don't do that! And that's that's I, my said to someone,
0: yeah. I was saying to someone uh, as well about sneezing, right? You sneeze into your hands. I said, like, if if anyone's wearing jeans and they sneeze... Yeah. just look at them Like as soon as they sneeze like, oh bless you and then just stare at them <laughs> right because then they want to wipe maybe it like somewhere 3, to 1 hands wiped <laughs> on the jeans <laughs> and like if they clock but you've just watched them do it it's always an amazing <laughs> sight I'll watch so, that for uh, you um so yes yeah, just some live tips there. So we've not really we've not really spoken much wrestling thus far, have we? But well, I think I've, I've had a nice chat. But so. but
1: judging from the nice man that came over to us at the show yesterday, I feel I, I'd like to think this might be the kind of fun chat he enjoys. We talk about WF yeah. sticker albums and pog WF pogs and I mean, he could tell us he might come over to us at the next short call show and go, Don't talk about that. Like neck in boys.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So come on, let's talk about our weekend. Okay. So uh my weekend um, so Global Wars UK obviously was coming up this weekend. So obviously there's always a lot of preparation that goes into a show. Um, now, so I'm going to give you my just a little bit of my weekend, and then obviously you can tell us about your Saturday because I know okay. it's an eventful day. Um, so both want to give a bit of context into Global Wars. We um, this was a four-week turnaround. So d- again, we we get into why soon. Well, in fact, do you want to tell your story first, and then we'll get into Global Wars, or Okay. Well, we I,
1: it, yeah. I mean, I thought we'd just tell it chronologically. So I so a Saturday and Sunday. You
0: yeah. But I think had I need Sunday. to tell a bit of context on the Sunday, which I was going to tell about. It affected my prep for the show, which happened before. Okay. Well, I right, would. We'll, t- well, yeah. Tell, you all, you tell, tell your tell your bit. story. No, you tell yours, and then we're just going to global stuff. Uh, okay. We'll keep cool. it all in a nice right. package.
1: So uh, so, like I said at the start of the episode, I love doing weekends where. Uh, you do you do one show in 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 a in a community center, town hall, scout. Uh, no, sorry, not as nice as town hall. Working men's club, working men's club, something like that. And then the next day, you do like a show in front of a thousand people. You know, because the, the contrast of British wrestling is massive.
0: Yeah, like so, you can look at British wrestling and say, um, if you were to look at a calendar of shows that go on in Britain, there's so many shows, and probably I like maybe with the exception of Mexico, because Mexico has a lot of um, indie shows that you don't really hear about, um, and which are funny because, like, uh, yeah, and, and anyone who's been to them will tell you, some of it is like absolutely rotten on the uh, these indie shows. But then they might have main eventers who are like the best wrestlers you've ever seen ever, right? Just spectacular wrestlers who pull it back, you know, because it's a tourist attraction out there. Okay. But you'll never hear of them because there's so many different wrestling promotions. I, see, I always okay. remember um, Ultimo Dragon saying about one of the one of the lutras who did N.W.E. like, you know, what what he needed he was great, but he was just like, what they kind of, they essentially, to paraphrase it, they were saying, like, what he needs to realise is it's a hundred guys just like him.
1: Oh, I see. And, okay.
0: You know, like, change and whatever, mm-hmm. you know. Um, so, uh, yeah. So, with the exception of probably Mexico, if you were to look at a per, s- or maybe even, Mexico's obviously a big place, right? But um, if you were to look at per square mile... There's probably more shows per square mile in England than anywhere else in the world. Yeah, I would say, mm-hmm. and because of that, the difference in quality. Like everyone just assumes they look at you know progress, they look at Rev Pro, they look at ICW, and you know just any any promotion which has got a bit of uh, steam behind it. They look at those promotions and they say, and they they just assume that the whole of the UK scenes like that because guys can come over and legitimately work every night of the week, right? Oh yeah, um, undoubtedly but the the difference between the bottom and the top and bearing in mind the top's not WWE do you know what i mean like when you when you're looking at like uh the top so obviously the difference between like say any promotion and WWE is like massive right but the top isn't the top isn't quite WWE in the UK in terms of like size and in terms of being ring quality sure but you know in terms of scale no um but the the difference in quality is just uh, Unbelievable, isn't it? You know,
1: yeah, it's a bit that you're, you're if you're second, you're distant second,
0: yeah. And if you're third, fourth, fifth, sixth, yeah. yeah, yeah. And there's so many shows that go on, and many that you obviously don't hear about, do you? Because no one was there to watch them, or yeah, <laughs> or whatever have you, or
1: like the audience is just local people. So, so, so this show I did Saturday, so I think the lad emailed me about it, I think nine months ago, you know, Andy. Oh, I've got this show in where are we now, October, uh, you know, I've never run a wrestling show before. Uh, I just want to book the ring, um, and can you bring a couple of wrestlers up with you? So I was like, well, I said, well, I can, as long as these couple of wrestlers, I know them, and they'll help me with the ring, because I can't do it on my own. So, uh, so we agreed to that, but really, I, this has happened a million times. A million people message you, and they say, I've got a date booked. I've got a show booked. Can I book the ring? Yes, you can book the ring. And then you either never hear from them again, or two weeks before the event, you get an email going, oh, just so you know, cancelled the show. Sometimes it's like the day before the show's been cancelled. So, um,
0: so you never get your hopes up when it's a first-time promoter. And they the message. Yeah, it's almost like a given. It's up. probably going to be cancelled.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, this lad and and I could tell he was really keen because I get a message every week. Still good for October date. Still good. Still good. I know him, Wrigley. And don't get me wrong, if Jay's listening, his name's Funny enough, his name's Jay White. Oh really? Yeah. And uh, whenever Jay would message me, I'd,
0: I'd get uh, excited and then be
1: like, oh. oh, Switchblades messaged me. And, uh, so whenever Jay messaged me, uh, I knew it was gonna be, are we still good for this date? So we're getting closer and closer, and he's still saying, this show's still happening, and I've, n- I've not seen a single thing about it on Facebook or Twitter or anything. And uh, but I will give him a little plug, uh, at the end. And, I um, guess <laughs> I can't get it on my phone immediately. Um, so, uh, but I have made the mistake before, where I haven't taken these bookings seriously, and then the promoter's is still running shows three years later. Yeah. And he's had to get another ring. I can think
0: of an example of that. Yeah?
1: yeah. What, the lad in
0: Southampton? Yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm thinking about. Like, that's my that's my one. Because it's local as well.
0: Um, okay, yeah, it would have been a nice it little, nice little bunts and burner, wouldn't it?
1: Right. Like, he runs four mm. or five shows a year and, you know, one every other month almost, you know, so it would have been ideal. So anyway, I took this one a bit more seriously because I didn't want to make that same mistake. And uh, But he kept going on and on and on. It's still good, still good and one of the wrestlers he asked me to bring up it was almost laughable okay he's like almost like a self-trained goon and i said well i said i can bring some lads with me from my training school and i said uh i said about dan mcgee and he and i said well what instead of using this guy who has no no real experience he's not very good do you want to use dan mcgee And he's like no i want this specific wrestler and i'm like come on this guy is he's not even a wrestler you know like these, these shows are perfect for this wrestler, but so I'm pushing Dan McGee, I'm pushing Dan McGee and anyway. He goes, I've never even heard of Dan McGee. I was like, all right, I'm getting nowhere here.
0: Which is lucky because Dan McGee wasn't even in the country at the time. But Well, yeah,
1: fair point. Yeah. So it wouldn't matter the, anyway. Um, uh, where was I going to go with this? So, uh, so, so I think three or four days before the show. So he's messaged me for the, the hundredth time and he says to me, Andy, is it okay if I pay you after the show? <clears throat> <clears throat> and <clears throat> what was the what was the terminology we used earlier about it?
0: Alarm, Alarm bells, bells started ringing.
1: Alarm bells started ringing, and I was like, "No, I don't think so." And I, if he hadn't said it, I probably wouldn't have really thought much about it,
0: you know? Like, it's just the way it is. You don't get deposits, you know? Yeah, you normally get paid after a show anyway. You, but you like, normally get paid after you know, show like, anyway. The fact that someone brings up, like, uh, is it okay to pay you after? Because there has been situations in British wrestling when, um, when promoters have done runners, hasn't there? Yeah, I mean, I don't and think like it's ever happened to me that I can remember. Um, it's like happened to my face. A few, we've, do you we've know what been, I mean? Like, we've been sorry, lads, out of we've got it. no yeah. money. I've yeah. heard that a few times. I like, oh no, I'll be with you next week. Or is a check all right? Yeah, but these are people <laughs> we know, though. Yeah, yeah. This yeah. is a guy I don't know. So, yeah. like
1: I said, alarm bell started ringing. I'm thinking, I was like, listen, mate, no, uh, I'm going to actually need all my money on arrival. And he, sa- and, and he said, and I can't do that. You know, I said, well, you can't do that, mate. I'm not coming. Like, it was two hours away. It was over 100 miles each way. I think I'm not driving all the way to Radstock for you know to to give up a day w- at this wrestling school with my family it's an all day thing really and uh to not get paid so um so jay uh, we 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 agree he'll he'll actually come up with the money beforehand and then i think i got a message from one of the other wrestlers saying oh have you already been paid for this for this providing the ring and i said no have you and he said yes for wrestling the for for wrestling that was the lion kid and uh and he said he'd already been paid Obviously, hadn't had anything, so the night before I'm trying to negotiate with this lad I said, Listen, I spoke to a few of the wrestlers because i since asked a couple of the others, Have you been paid? They're saying yes, and you want me to come with the most expensive piece of equipment on the day with no guarantees of anything. And I yeah, I did say to him, and I was polite to him, wasn't rude to him, but I was like, Listen, you're you're brand new to the business, you're you're trying to break into the business, I really can't take your word for it that you're going to pay me. And uh, and he says, Oh, c- can we can we? P- please can you come please I promise you I'll give you your money and then he says can I give you 50% when I get there Oh, when I get there so when the van turns up and 50% after the show so which I then so my alarm bells were ringing again I was just like no like, really the poor lad was just trying to be reasonable <laughs> yeah, trying probably <laughs> trying to negotiate probably like. but all I kept thinking was I'm not driving all the way to, to Rist- uh, Bristol way or Bath way to get turn just turn around and ruin everyone's night either because like I'm assuming you sold some tickets to some poor kids there uh, Going to come watch the show. And then, oh, sorry, the man with the ring, <laughs> he, he was here, but he's so mean, he just turned around and went home. So, anyway, we did agree that he'd give me half when I got there and, uh, and half at the end of the show. And, and actually, I was pleasantly surprised at how, how well run it was. Uh, this guy, Jay, I, I don't know how old is he, maybe early 20s, he got there, he gave me the money, and then he said, Oh, just so you know, I've got the other half here. I was like, Jay, I've met you now, you're good for it, no problem. So, uh, and then the show started. Do you want to hear about that? Go on. <laughs> okay. So, uh, so th- th- there was like a pre- We could sh- just leave it at that. To be continued. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, so keep in mind, this might not be particularly interesting, this story, but I just want to give the contrast in, of two shows. So, I turn up at the venue and it, and it is essentially, Oh, I'll tell you what it was. It wasn't a scout. It was a Skittles alley. So, when I got there, Lion Kid was playing Skittles. So you know, like that miniature old, yeah. old older game of bowling. Um, oh. And uh, you know the ring set up. I would got there early. Oh, that was one thing. He wanted me to get there for like one o'clock, and I was like, why? And he said, oh, he didn't really tell me why. And then he messaged me during the week. Goes, can you get there for twelve? I was like, absolutely not.
0: Like, so why did he want you to get you there? Somewhere? Oh, because the show started early. <laughs> <laughs> but he didn't tell me. He's <laughs> just a nice guy. Like it's so basically. <laughs> Like old angry veteran Andy Boy Simmons. Well like. you, when
1: you've been stung so many times by people, you oh. just uh, <laughs> poor guy. <laughs> yeah. Poor guy stressing out. His mum when, it, it when I eventually turned off, his mum had a face on her like his mum was obviously supporting the show, you know. His mum had a face on her like she wanted to kill me. And uh Yeah. yeah cause, um, can you get there can you get there at this time? No.
0: What? why not?
1: Well, I just said to him, I'm already getting there for one o'clock. That's like four hours earlier than I normally would get. So he never once yeah, told me. It was four a, hours earlier. Yeah, he never yeah. told me. If he told <laughs> me, obviously, consider, uh, I'd have put that into serious consideration. Poor So, kid. so we get there, and uh, one of the funny things that did happen, and, and and if anyone ever asked my opinion, I would say this to, to the lad, Jay. The poster said, doors at half four. Right? Yeah. We have a pre-show meeting. i put that in inverted commas. You know, the beyond the map Paul Heyman speech yep, this is a dance and believe they, me
0: <laughs> this is the
1: dance and they go we've decided we're going to open the doors at 5
0: never do that uh, people get well pissed off, I was just don't like they?
1: what are you doing like no like if your posters say 4.30 you'll open the doors at four <coughs> 4.30 unless you have a problem so I know you've had delays, every wrestling pro has had delays, but there were no delays. It's a ring in a Skittles alley. Do you know what I mean? There was no there was no real issue with uh, with lighting, you know, there was no problems at the commentary booth. And um Yeah, there you go. That's my point. It's just you know, if you if you don't need to, don't change things just for no reason. So did or... they open doors? Yeah, they opened either. doors at five o'clock. Yeah. I don't know. But they thought, oh we'll leave them we'll leave one outside for so half an people hour. people might see the
0: queue and then <laughs> just join it. Yeah. yeah.
1: And it was really in the arse end of nowhere as well, you know, it was like really out in the sticks sort of skittles alley where they I guess where they normally would be. Uh, and uh, show was on, show was happening, I guess it was all right, you know, it's kind of like, it's sort of one of those shows that you kind of fear the worst, but always that little bit better than you think they're going to be.
0: I think that's the same as everything. But
1: we <laughs> uh, True,
0: true, but you kind of hear
1: about horror shows, so I likened it, um, when I got there, I was thinking, a motley crew of wrestlers the same way Louis Theroux deals with in his documentary. <laughs> yeah. I was really thinking this is going to be Backyard wrestling to the to the max. They're all going to be wearing jeans and vests, and they're all going to be blading. And It's all going to be absurd. You yep. Okay, yes, I'm fine. How cross you get when I do that to you?
0: Yeah, but I've d- <sighs> do I ever?
1: So, uh, so yeah, so, so the show wasn't too bad. There was a, of course, there was the um, and and again, uh, lovely fella, uh, the champion walking around with his belt all day on his shoulder, um, but I. A lot of people would laugh at that. Okay, the champion walk around with his yep. belt on his shoulder all day, and uh, but you couldn't meet a nice bloke, couldn't be more grateful, couldn't be more thankful. He helped Jay put the show together, and um, why is the champ? Yeah,
0: but did he beat anyone to win the belt, or is he? No, like
1: I think he might be the champion of his own promotion. Oh, okay, okay, um, and uh, and this guy, he had the belt on his shoulder like, from early afternoon. I won't say it was like on all day before he beats me up because he's quite a big bloke, um, but. I do want to say that I don't know. There's something about it that was quite charming about it, as opposed to like, oh my God, what a, you know, what a mark. I was like, oh, fair play. He takes it seriously. He's, you know, he was quite proud of the fact that he had a nice championship belt. and It wasn't a, like a WWE replica belt either. So, um, and that was it. At The end of the night, I got paid. And oh, one thing I will say about the show: Has anyone seen the clip of? Um, there's a clip going round of a dog chasing a wrestler around the ring. Have you seen it? No. No, it's it's. I wouldn't say it's gone viral, but it's gone viral enough. If if you go to this uh, wrestling company's um, Twitter com uh, Twitter page, which is I believe Wrestle Immortal, as in W R E S T L E I M M O R T A L in Somerset, right? So I didn't realise this, but there was a dog at the show. It's now had twenty four point eight thousand views. This video of this dog chasing this wrestler around the ring. So if you've seen that, that's the show I was at. Okay, and there's, you know, there's 40, 50 people in a uh, Skittles Alley wrestling show.
0: Nice. Sounds good. And uh, it reminded me as well when you were talking about the the, the fellow with his, his belt over the, his shoulder. Um, Rumour has it there was a wrestler. Would he be a West Country wrestler? Uh, with, uh, yeah, the gangster. <laughs> the gangster who used to he was the champion of his own promotion. UCW, wasn't it? Yes. And he had a replica. but It was a WCW championship. A replica right? WCW World Heavyweight yeah. Championship, yeah. And he'd wear that on his shoulder at the local WH Smith <laughs> <laughs> near his uh, near the wrestling magazines, right? The, the story is... Oh, it w- the with yeah. tapes, I don't know. No, 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 it was a, Magazine. it's magazines.
1: And he'd sit there and wait for the kids to come in to look at the wrestling magazines for them to go, are you a wrestler? Yeah. And he'd go, yep. And I couldn't <laughs> think of it anything more embarrassing than that
0: and it's interesting cause like as a
1: wrestler as like, you, you know you read the WF magazine and be like you're a wrestler isn't is like oh, I always say this so I always say this like when people go you're a wrestler I almost get like really embarrassed because they're like you're not in WWE so you can't be that good
0: you're very insecure though aren't you
1: well I am in I am in
0: that that department um but yeah he wasn't he, he wasn't. wasn't well he was a champ wasn't he so yeah so there you go um so yeah, just a, that's a, that and that was like almost old fol- folklore, wasn't it? People would talk about <laughs> that.
1: Yeah, and Scott Colmer used to always tell me that same wrestler, he used to turn up to his shows where real wrestlers, do you know what I mean, like the likes of Robbie Brookside, Doc Dean, Cole Kramer, guys like that were, and the gangster would turn up with his wrestling figures and his mates, and not to watch the show, but now on the show, he'd turn up with his wrestling figures to like do wrestling matches with his mates. That's nice. That's, no, he isn't. That's crazy. It's nice. Okay, it's
0: nice. <laughs> um, alright uh, okay so wow. he was an adult as well we're not talking <laughs> like, yeah, we're not talking like <laughs> a 12 a full, year old he was a full grown man <laughs>
1: <laughs> he's older than me he's been around ages Gareth it's nice okay <laughs> <laughs> um, we should be careful what we say actually he's the gangster well we should because like this podcast gets us in all kinds of trouble doesn't yeah. it this could be a real, real death threat this one couldn't oh, it yeah. Mm.
0: Well, well that, that'd be death threat number two for you, wouldn't it? Yeah. For this podcast. And you, you were going to
1: get Was killed. Was I going to get killed as well? Of... of course, well? you're on here, uh, you're on here telling
0: s- a story. I'm just the clue uh, that holds this together. I'm not. Mm. Well, you were guilty
1: anyway. I'm going to kill them all, I think were this man's words. Well, he owes me 50 quid anyway, so
0: <laughs> whatever. Um, as long as he gives me that back first. <laughs> I <I'm joking>. should <laughs> 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 probably edit that bit out. Nah. Nah. All (laughs) right. Okay. So, uh, Global Wars UK. So, Uh, the show originally destined to be. So, um, lots of stuff around this one. Um, So, um, I don't know where to begin. Probably at the beginning. Um, So, we turned this show around in a month, which I was very happy with. Yeah, tell you where we'll
1: start. We'll start with the fact that you're at York Hall and you send a couple of lads to go look at a venue. Does that was that this oh venue? No, so
0: okay, so basically what happened was um York Hall uh were unavailable for this date for um for Global Wars UK. But it wasn't it well, so essentially I was just like, Oh I'll be able to get a venue because I can always um so um there there became an opportunity, so I was gonna run a show on that this weekend just gone, um, which was gonna be uprising. Um and then Global Wars UK was gonna be in November like with um originally like like it was last year and the year prior. The first Global Wars was in October like this year's. Um and anyway, as it transpired, um, New Japan have a few different shows going on, um, in November, you know, where whereby the roster will be split in different places. Um and I kind of I like Global Wars to be an event which has a lot of top talent on it and um and it has, it has a it has a larger representation of New Japan talent than any other show we do. You know the other shows maybe have two, three guys on. Um, you know if we have New Japan talent on, but this one obviously has half of you know half is ref pro versus New Japan essentially. Um, and I felt that, and I, and I could have got the numbers, but I felt like you know I had the opportunity to get you know the Los Ingobernables guys, um, you know just a few other. Uh, you know additional guys um, so I decided to do Global Wars in October because I thought it would be more fitting um, I hadn't actually found the venue that I wanted to uh, to run the show because York call was unavailable um, but what often happens in York call is they they have kind of um bookings so when when they are said about the booking they said there's someone penciled in and what often happens is with a lot of the boxing promotions they book them in at the start of the year and a lot of them get cancelled and I've had several dates where I've wound up getting because someone had penciled late in and it got cancelled. And I was just like, ah, oh, like I'll do the Friday or the Sunday, one of the two. And like you all had pencils in both of those. So what are the odds that both of those go ahead, right? And, uh, and then anyway, I speak to them and they're like, oh, no, it, it looks like they're going to go ahead, right? So I'm looking for more venues and I found. Um, Crystal Palace. Well, I, they didn't find obviously, we know Crystal Palace exists. Um, so, we got we were going to run the show at so the was unavailable. I wanted to do it in London, especially after we'd just done the British J Cup in Manchester. So, I wanted to do the show in London. Wolfenstow was unavailable. Um, a couple of other places we looked at were unavailable. Um, so, eventually, I was like, well, we'll do it at Crystal Palace. And it's a global war show, so we've, we've got the potential to sell all these extra tickets. Um, and then it gets to a point where we're about to do the contract for, uh, so the dates kind of, the dates in their diary uh, I've spoken to a team on the phone. The dates in the diary, we're good to go. Um, And, uh, but often what happens is you get, get the date in the diary. um, You confirm the booking um, and then they come back to you with the paperwork. And they said to me like, we'll come back to you with the paperwork on the Monday. And I got an email on the Monday and I was expecting it to be the contract and you know, the booking form, whatever else they needed to, to do to, to get it sorted like I had all the, the cost ins and everything agreed um, and it was like the email was something along the lines of very sorry when we put your booking in the diary we put it down for 2019 not 2018 <laughs> um so and looking at this year's calendar there's actually a booking already in on this weekend so I've committed to using like all these guys from a new japan roster on this specific date um I thought I had a two thousand seat venue available to me, um, where we were gonna run the show. And uh yeah, they tell me about eight weeks out that it can't do the do the show. Maybe it was a bit a bit more recent than that. Um, maybe it was less than eight weeks out because it was quite it was quite last it was quite a uh, quick turnaround. Um where I'm running more shows when I used to run your call shows, there was um, normally like maybe four months between shows, but now the turnaround's a lot quicker. So, um, so anyway, um, they say that. And then we get into all the TV week, the British J cup week. It's all, you know, all of that stuff's coming. So like, I don't really have time to work on getting another venue. But meanwhile, I'm searching for venues and I'm calling places up. And I remember that day it was the, um, so on the TV, we sent people out to look at venues around, and we couldn't, still couldn't get anywhere, and we never actually saw that venue. But I was on that day. But I spoke to someone from York Hall, and he, like the guy who actually, it just so happened, the guy who set the York Hall deal up originally. He's he's now above in the company. He's not. He no longer works in York Hall, but he still works for a company, and he's like an area manager or whatever have you. Um, and he was walking through York Hall on the first day of the TV tapings. Um, And I mentioned my... He was like, oh, how are you, you know, having a catch-up. I was like, don't suppose you've got any other venues that, you know, we could do this in. And he said he mentioned Brixton, um, which is where we wound up doing the show. Um, So, um, the Brixton Recreation Centre. And he said, it seats like a thousand people. Um, I'll, uh, you know, I'll hook you up with those guys. And and hopefully they'll be able to do it. Um, And they... And lo and behold, they were available. Um, But I didn't really want to do it because it was at Brixton. Because... um, there were a few uh, obstacles in the way, should we say? One, it was a leisure centre, and I don't really want to do leisure. Ce- like, I've got nothing against leisure centres, but I feel that often, and this one was actually very different to that. I thought the acoustics in leisure centres sometimes isn't the best. Sometimes noise can get lost because it's such a big space. Um, but I think that goes more to shows with smaller attendances and larger attendances. So if you put three hundred people in a leisure centre, for example, oh, uh... and noise gets it's yeah, like, that's a disaster. Yeah. yeah. Um, so um, so yeah so that could have been perceived to be an issue um, uh, another thing uh, was they hadn't had any events there in years so <laughs> well no events like, nothing nothing no like like, the, I, like literally the weekend the guys like it's been years since we've had any events here oh, really? so um, they were actually going to have a Matt Jarrett show there which was cancelled um, uh, AJ
1: Styles versus Phil Powers. I believe. That was the one. Yeah, yeah. it was going
0: to be at that venue. Yeah, I think we threatened um, to go, didn't we? We did. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, unfortunately, that show got cancelled. So they hadn't had any events there in years, literally. So um, you know, you it's hard, isn't it? But. I, so I, I was calling around more places, and and we found another leisure centre in Basildon, which uh, w- with a company which are kind of more, uh, which were very on, the, very on the ball with their, you know everything, you know, um, and uh, but I made a decision to do the, the Brixton venue based on the fact that it was opposite a train station, it was in London, everyone knows where Brixton is, so you know I figured location wise it would be best for travelling fans. Um, oh, and there was another downside to it; it was up five flights of stairs as well. <laughs> so on the fifth floor was the uh was uh, the 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 venue but we decided you know we're it's one show we'll get round it um so yes we put tickets on sale with four weeks before the show sold out two weeks before the show um which was great but i you know in conversations with the venue i wanted to try and get a bigger capacity in and like if you look at the the setup yesterday obviously we were sold out in terms of everything we put out but there was definite places where well, you could have an put an extra thousand people in, people in there well, couldn't, you? We couldn't have put an extra <laughs> thousand people in but <laughs> extra
1: f- okay you could have put an extra 321 people probably in. exactly that yeah
0: um okay. so uh but yeah because of their their fire well basically they'd never ru- <laughs> they hadn't run events in there for so long they didn't have a clue right so um so that was a bit of an issue they didn't have a bar, but they said they'll bring in their own bar in. Um, but I, I suggested, I said, that we could perhaps run a bar. ka You know, being a personal license holder myself, used to run pubs and stuff. I was like, oh, we run a bar. Um, and uh, they were like, no, we're we're going to bring in our own bar. Okay, whatever. Right? I don't care. But I said, and I said to them as well, let's just make it clear this is a commercial opportunity for you. Because I hate what I hate more than anything. Like, this is just like a insight to the world of promoters. Many times you get venues you hire the venue and they're like well if you want the bar open it's going to cost you an extra x amount of money but and it's like yeah
1: this happened to me the first time i ever ran a show and i was like well how much that do i get they're like none of it like, why, yeah.
0: why would i pay you to open the bar i mean
1: their idea i guess is like well it's an attraction do you know what i mean yeah, come watch wrestling an and attraction. get drunk it's but not an attraction no
0: it's a commercial opportunity for you it's not <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <laughs> do you know what i mean it's yeah, not it's crazy like yeah um so uh so I was like, you know, we're not paying any extra for this bar, but you can have a bar, whatever. I don't care. Like, I, don't, I want there to be drinks there because, you know, we want to give the best customer experience possible. Um, anyway, long story short, we're running the show at the Brixton Recreation Centre. Um, and what other stories do I need to tell? You said you and Uh, answer? you so,
1: so you're going to tell the story about, which I think some people know already, but like what
0: happened with David Starr. Okay, so okay, so so my day yesterday, yeah, so my day yesterday started off. I woke up with a a message from David Starr saying major problem, something along those lines, um, and I was just like, oh great, he's missed his flight. Um, that was my first fault when I just saw those words, um, because he was wrestling. So David Starr, he he wrestles a schedule like, well, like. A lot of wrestlers but not many wrestlers you know in terms of he is a globe trotter and he will be wrestling in america on saturday night and england on sunday night and then back to america on monday night you know he's always if you look at his schedule he posts on his twitter which he's very good at he tells everyone um you'll see he puts a little flags next to where he's going to be and he always does it like a badge of honor you know like tonight i'm in america tomorrow I'm in england and he was, wrestling in CZW on Saturday. First match CZW, then going straight to the airport, flying to England to wrestle Kashida in in London. And Kashida, coincidentally, he was wrestling his match with David Starr, um, or was scheduled to wrestle his match with David Starr to go on first at Global Wars, to get straight back on a plane to Japan that same night to make sure that he's in time for his next New Japan show. um, So two world travelers, but unfortunately, Um, it's like Premier Air but Primera Air or something is the airline which uh, David Starr was booked on which is the only airline that had uh, red eyes from New York Um, and David Starr he gets to the airport he's obviously rushing to get to the airport gets changed in the car you know the old wrestler trick getting changed in the car runs to the check-in desk he's on time he's going to make it he gets to the check-in desk and they're like sorry his airline's gone out of business it's like, what the airline's got no one's told us that the airline's gone out of business, so we booked the flight. We've had no notification whatsoever that the airline's out of business, and apparently, two weeks ago, the airline went out of business and they neglected to inform anyone. So, you obviously didn't so get a so refund. The only way I don't know, we've not looked into it yet. Okay. Um, probably won't, no, but um, I did like Are you
1: at all protected?
0: I've got no idea. Probably not because it's probably costing. I, d- I don't b- know if that's relevant. I just hear all, <laughs> <laughs> on <the> holiday adverts. <laughs> Martin <abundance>. Lewis. <laughs> yeah. Um. But like, maybe I'll, I'll message Martin Lewis and see if he can give me my my consumer rights. Yeah. Um. But yeah. So the the airline went out of business. They neglected to tell anyone. The only way you possibly could have known that they had gone out of business were was they posted a tweet on their Twitter. Okay. Saying we're done. We're done, boys and girls. Yeah, we're done. Thanks. And for like, I, and I actually thought that someone from Team Office was uh, hiding something from me. So I went into the, um, you know, like had they not hiding something from me? I thought like, well, surely if they've gone out of business, they're going to have to have emailed everyone to tell them they aren't. And I thought, has someone not done that? Because like, when you So when you fly, as you probably know and people listening know, you get hundreds of emails from the airline saying, have you prepared for your trip yet? Have you booked your car? Have you booked your hotel? You know, you know what I'm talking about? Yes, yeah. Um, Have you done your Esther? Exactly. So um, I was thinking like, oh, have they emailed the office email and someone's just looked at it as like, oh, it's just, you know, have you checked in yet? Have you done that? Have you done this? Have you done that? And uh, I looked... And like 15 days ago, that's 24 hours before the airline went out of business. It was a, uh, it was just another one of those sales emails. That was a last com- oh, that was really? the last communication we had with them. Okay. Right. Have you prepared for your trip? Something <laughs> along those lines. So. Well, don't bother because it won't be <laughs> happening. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> Lol. Um. So as a result, David Starr was off the show and devastated by it obviously a huge opportunity for him to show what he could do against kushida um but as fate would have it it meant that curtis chapman got his match with kushida which obviously um they had a match in portsmouth which ended prematurely when curtis chapman got injured so he had a, an opportunity at redemption in, in his match, in a match didn't with get kushida. it though did he, well, Little he brat but lost
1: uh, <laughs> far as kushida i'd have just done that same jump on him again and done it again
0: <laughs> um but yeah, so uh, so that was my first dilemma of the day. So that's it. That's when I wake up. Um, so we leave um, Portsmouth at 6 a.m. Um, torrential rain the whole way. Horrible weather yesterday. And then we get to a venue, um, and, um, and a number of things are supposed to be happen. Also on Monday this week, the venue called me up and were like, "Oh, by the way, we don't have enough chairs." <laughs> so I'm like, "Okay." So I had to organized for chairs to be delivered to the venue and they and i they said like uh so the chair company said to me like well i explained where it was and they are like as long as a service lift can hold this amount of weight it is this measurement and then you said to me Andy don't worry about it just have them deliver it at street level and we will bring the chairs up carry them to the fifth floor for you so we're we'll taking in the lift or we we'll carry it, whatever we need to do we will bring the chairs up for you the first sight i'm greeted with on street level is a stack of chairs <laughs> that we all have to take up <laughs> ourselves so that's strike one um then we get in there oh and another thing um there isn't enough power in the venue to, to the video screen and lights so we have to provide a cable i don't know the technical terms there's a phase three so there's a phase three su- power supply on level two we're on level five so we have to provide a long cable for um for the power all at our own expense um and it's like and they're like can you and this is like two days ago can you send someone down to measure the distance between our power room because i said like because i so basically i was like well what's the procedure of getting the power from the power room to the thing no answer so i went to the screen guy and he was like, well, we're going to have to provide the cable, right? And that's doable. I don't know, you know, it's just a, essentially a, a powerful extension cable, right? Um, big fit, you know, those big fit cables, you know? Um, I don't know the technical terms, but anyway, he's like, oh, I've got 90 meters, that should be enough. Um, so I said to to the venue, like, how, how long does it need to be? We've got 90 meters and they're like, 90 metres isn't going to be long enough but we don't know how long you need it's like well can you measure it no can you not send someone down to the leisure centre of your team to? and I'm like I'm based in Portsmouth the show's like in a couple of days time I'm preparing everything for the show yeah. so we can run the show you know can you not just get one of your staff to measure it so in the all end all they we have
1: just to do ca- is go get a long piece of string innit yeah. and measure that piece of string in yeah. the distance is absolutely Jesus second so, uh, 10
0: minutes so then uh, as a result we just had to gamble it. so I was like Okay, so how long to we Ninety meters. She's like, ninety meters isn't long enough. She's probably like, she's like, you need at least a hundred and twenty-five meters, and I could just tell the figure was just plucked from the sky. <laughs> so I was like, okay, so I'm gonna get two hundred meters. Just to be clear, that's gonna be long enough. So two hundred meters did turn out to be long enough. Um, was ninety however, meters long enough? However, I don't know. I I wasn't okay. like. I just know that the cable reached. Um, however, um, when when the video people got there the venue staff had no clue where this power supply was on level two. He's literally walking around, unlocking cupboards, being like, could be in there, could be in there, could be in there. No clue whatsoever where the power supply was. So that was a big issue. That wasted like an hour of our time. Um, and then uh, the bleachers weren't out. And the guy was just like, well, these bleachers should have been set out yesterday. He was in the instructions that they should have been set out last night. He's like, I don't know how to put bring them out. He's like, oh, hang on a minute. I've got a couple of people who do know how to bring them out. Like, look, we get them up. And they start doing it and they can't do it. They don't know how to bring out the bleachers, right? So then they're like, "Um, uh, uh, sorry, yet, I've got to go to the pool. We're understaffed at the moment. I've got to go to the pool. (laughs) So he goes to the swimming pool, leaves us. Then someone else comes up who knows what he's doing. Doesn't have a clue. And he got to a stage where I was like, don't worry about it. Look, guys, just leave it. We'll sort it out. It took us like three and a half hours to sort out the bleachers. Like the tools weren't working. They were getting stuck. And I've been to Legis, and you you have as well, I'm sure, right? Where we see poor, weedy little members of staff like yeah. struggling, pulling out the bleachers, and we're like can we help you with that? No, not allowed. Not allowed, safety, not, not allowed, Not allowed. Not allowed. You know. Yep. And it's like, well, we could get it done in half the time if you just let us. Do you know what I mean? You hook the gimmicks. There's two in. of you. There's another six yeah, of us. Yeah. We'll get it done in ten minutes. Exactly. Yeah. Right. And then you just watch them struggle. Right. And um, and they were just like, "Yep, over to you." See you later, Ian. Why did you have to ruin the the flow, the ebb and flow? Matters. So anyway, they're just like, "Yep, over to you." See you later. <laughs> <laughs> like three and a half later, hours later, we sort out. The bleachers, Um, I can't like just a a whole comedy list of uh, of of errors. Was there any any other stories about this show I was going to tell? I'm sure there was. There there definitely is, but like, uh, you know, like stuff like uh, just as an example, anyone who went to meet and greet will know that um, at some point the member of the venue staff, oh yeah, there is like so the member of venue staff at some point during the meet and greet, he was just like this door keeps opening and shutting, it's setting off alarms. So rather than turning off the alarm, he shut the door. And didn't give us a code for the door because you had to have a code to get out the door. Didn't give us a code for the door, so I have got like twenty people stood in the corridor. Can't get out the building <laughs> because they're locked in because this dude has just, uh, you know, been like, "Nope, fed up of the alarm going. <laughs> just turn it off." <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Right. He's right. like, he, he's like, it even needs to be wedged open. The door needs to be wedged open, or it needs to be shut. And he'd determined that he wanted to shut it, <laughs> so everyone was locked in. Um, so, so that happened. Um, then their bar turns up. The show's starting like everyone's coming in, everyone's going, Can I get a drink? Well, there's supposed to be a bar here, there's no bar here, right? The bar turns up super late. Like the the show's literally about to start, right? Maybe twenty minutes from starting. Um so and I and I just remember saying to because I just thought the whole situation was hilarious. I just remember saying to the, car, the bar guys, like, you probably cost yourself about a grand here, mate. <laughs> because like, do you know what I mean? There's like, you know. It's Did they a give it the whole old stuck in traffic? I know it just went yeah, back to you. Yeah, they said they gave it the old stuck in traffic. Yeah, that's what they said. Oh, okay. Stuck in traffic. Obviously just um, prepared, and uh, were they, and right? then they were like trying to, so we'd obviously tape down all the cables by this point, because health and safety, you have to tape down all your cables um, before the general public come in. Um, and they couldn't wheel their their bar over the cables right but then behind the tables there was a cable which wasn't accessible to the general public which was just plugged into the wall behind the table where we were like look we can just lift this up lift this cable here up you can wheel it behind the table and round to where you want the bar to go and they're just like nope nope it's like all right, continue to lose money then do you know what I mean And uh, and then eventually they're like okay well we need to wait for someone to give us the okay to do that eventually someone does right and they just do exactly what we said wheel it underneath the cable, um, and um, while well, we lifted it up. And then they get their bar to, the, to its position. By this point, they've got a queue of people just with money in their hands, waiting to spend it on their bar, right? And, uh, and then they're like, oh, sorry, guys, it's going to take us half an hour to set up. Like, can you believe it? It'd be crazy, <laughs> you know. And that's like, what a commercial opportunity wasted. Yeah, well, yeah. You know, like was there uh, nearly
1: a thousand people? Yeah, yeah. Just like, yeah.
0: So, uh, so that was also amusing. Um, but aside from that, you know, and it, like obviously, oh, and the, oh, that's it. So obviously, we had to go up the. So we had the service lift. So we we knew that there was a couple of pieces of ring which probably wouldn't fit in the service lift, which w- was right, and the boards wouldn't. Um, but most, the majority of the stuff fit in the service list, lift. Until we were there for about half an hour, and then the service lift broke. Oh, did so it? So everything had to be loaded up the stairs. Oh, I didn't know and that. And then, like uh, at the end of the day, they they fixed it during the day and got it working again. But then, like um, we were a lot of the stuff we were having to use customer lifts, the customer lift for. But then there was like customers coming to the leisure centre being like, oh, I just had to walk up two flights of stairs because you lot are hogging the lift. It's, oh, just did you know mm. what I mean? Like it was a it was a it was a comedy of errors it was a bit of a struggle but then like at the end i spoke to the guys and yeah that's when i where i found out they've not held an event at the venue for years so they're new to the events game but like at the start of a the start of a week and the start of this whole process i've been saying to them look i can help you like you know i've got experience in running events let me tell you what we let me just tell you what we need you just provide what we need and and we're fine yeah. you know like you don't need to be speculating about maybe we need this maybe we need to do that maybe we need to handle it this way that way you know it's like they wanted to, like lord knows what would have happened they were like oh we want to use our own security team and I was like, just let me use my security team that I work with that know professional wrestling that know how to, do you know what I mean? That know
1: who know how unrequired they are. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Exactly.
0: Yeah, you know. So, uh, and that's a, that is a joke about um, about wrestling, isn't it? You yeah. So it's a, just a nicer crowd, but people just categorize it with MMA and boxing in terms of like, you know, it's a, well, rowdy a ring, a rowdy, the rings, Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. And how many times do you get asked like, "Oh, you do that boxing, don't you? Yeah. you no know? wrestling."
1: Yeah, I got that from the welder the other day, didn't I? They kept calling it a boxing, boxing ring. ring, and yeah, I was like, yes. Ring. But yeah, I got my boxing ring. <laughs> yeah. so like, What's the point? Yeah.
0: So, uh, so yeah. So that was the uh, that the you know the getting together of a show. But like I say, they they explained it was their first event ever in like years. So so, so for many people who were for working in the venue on that day, it was their first ever event that they'd run. So um, you know, it was uh, it was it was something it was an experience um and it was a it was a long old day um
1: Were you happy with the show the show went, I, uh, went the show a, itself i was, I was about uh, to say went without a hitch but obviously yeah.
0: will will,
1: uh, <laughs> will Osprey hurt himself slightly didn't he? Yes, he
0: did. yeah and he he uh will had a fantastic match with chris ridgeway i thought. like to me like i really enjoyed the show i've seen a lot of um feedback on the show and i always look at the feedback um and i there's a lot of mixed reviews i'm not going to lie not gonna lie yeah but I look at but I look for the negatives (laughs) but there's more there's more positives than negatives. but some people weren't as into stuff like so some people would be like for example some people like LIJ versus Ringkampf was my favourite match and other people would be like I didn't enjoy that at all okay so I'm not sure if that was uh, and and I'm not sure if that was a case of just obviously wrestling is different for different people. You know, is it, like sure. I say, we like to give people a different taste of everything. I believe there was a very big variety in styles on display last night and a good selection in the show. You know, if you like your story driven match, you had Rishi Ghosh versus the great Okan. You know, if you want your hard hitting match, obviously you got Minoru Suzuki versus Tomohiro Ishii. You know, you want your big tag match, you know, you got L.I.J. versus uh, Ring Camp. You know, there's some, there really was. I felt something for 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 everyone. everyone. And I thought the the show flowed really well, um, ran to time, um, and I had a real good time at the show. It was uh, one of my favourite shows in a a while, actually. Um, So... uh, yeah, I, th- I thought it was uh, you know a...
1: George kept putting me off? What? There was a clock on the wall that was like and three was, hours yeah, fast. Was, yeah, and ridiculous. I was looking at it going, oh my God, it's so late. Like yeah. I just sort of lost track of time, it I guess. And then,
0: uh, when you realise the time at the end of a show, you were buzzing, weren't yeah, you? Yeah, I was right? like, let's, like go wicked. A let's go for a Nando's. Oh, and that's let's another sit funny, in. And that's another funny thing <laughs> about the Nando's. So the Nando's in Brixton, I think it's the only Nando's I've met, I've been to, where uh, you don't get greeted on the door by a waiter. You get re- greeted on the door by a doorman. Yeah, door woman. Yeah, uh, yeah, a door supervisor, and uh, so there was a door supervisor on the door, an SIA, badged door yeah. supervisor on the door. Well, you remember Brit it Res legend,
1: Brit Res legend Shabazz. Yes, he was a door supervisor at a KFC. Oh really? Yeah, I, I was like, that. are you for real? He, when he told me what he did, he's like, yeah, I'm going to
0: KFC. I'm a, I'm a security. I was like, are you joking? He's like, no. But I see that at a chicken shop, you know, like yeah. a, a Ken's, even Ken's kebabs. Like, well, well, that's like two in the morning. You
1: well, know? Uh, when I was about nineteen, I'd just been on a date. And I went to KFC, and I cannot remember the circumstances, but I'm getting punched in the eye. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think this guy just was, was drunk and took a dislike to me. He came over, and said something, and the next thing, he punched
0: me in the wow. face. Lucky you're yeah. hard? Can well, take he it. didn't floor me. I remember that much. He didn't. He's still standing today. Yeah.
1: Didn't he? Didn't even hurt.
0: So, the thing I've done.
1: So, So, so is that what you're going to say about Nando's? Are we going to remind everyone about the terrible service as well? So, not only that. We won't bore them too long, but.
0: No, but not only did they have a security guard on the door, but she also handed out the menus. So, it wasn't just like. (laughs) Do you know what I mean? It wasn't just like she was stood there being like. She was dressed like a member of the Shield, handing out (laughs) menus, wasn't she? It wasn't like she was like. Well, boys, stay safe tonight. <laughs> <laughs> it was more like. Oh, have you been to Nando's before? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, so that was great. And yeah, the service was terrible, but um, yeah, yeah. But not that young lady. She was no, fantastic. she was great. And the, the, I know, that, like the, the the girl who took our order was great as well. But mm-hmm. just it was just like the all like it was just like you ate your meal like before mine came. Yeah, <laughs> like you'd eaten the whole thing. Yeah,
1: we really should have done more about that. I feel as regarding the service kicked said, off, yeah. yeah, just been like guys, like.
0: Yeah, I stopped because I was kicking off at of the venue and you kept going to me, stop it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Don't say so, you might regret. Uh, and I was like, I have paid a lot of money for this. I'm, you know, this is... But um, it all was well what was en- ended well, though. Um, so, uh, yeah, I, you finished your meal before my meal came. Yeah. I finished my meal before everyone else Yeah, came who's the I last came. one to get
1: his meal? Uh, the great, great And He could who, have proper kicked off. Who, who...
0: He was the hungriest of all of us. But he had,
1: like, four plates. Yeah. So, like, we had to sit around and watch him eat four yeah. plates of food.
0: Yeah. So... Which is quite, a which was fine itself, yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah, what a, it was a good, but I like I say I enjoyed the show. Yeah, a lot. I kind of feel
1: your day. I kind of feel my story's a bit dull. I'm sorry, but I just wanted to put over the uh, the contrast of like you know skittle alley wrestling, which is fine. Like look, there was good wrestlers on the show, and I don't want to be mean about it, but skittle alley wrestling to the Brixton Rec Centre with a thousand people.
0: Yeah, but it was a, it was a, like yeah. again like. I say, well I <laughs> I mean I had a great time at Global Wars but it, it, what's interesting is that it doesn't really matter how many people you're in front of you can still get that same buzz if it's in front of 200 people or 1000 people but um, but yeah there's, there is always something special when there's when it's the big shows and you get that real atmosphere in the air and you know I I, w- know.
1: I wouldn't know I've forgotten all about that well you can yeah well, you, I have memories of doing big shows you get
0: buzz off for of commentary though don't I you? do
1: uh, not with you but yeah
0: Wow, unbelievable. No, you're good,
1: Andy. You did well. There's a few times I wanted to go, no, we don't say things here, but you're in full flow. So Whatever. There you go. I'll give you some tips.
0: I've learned from one of the best. Um, Thanks for having my back. Okay. Um... So yeah, global wars, a lot of fun. Good. I enjoyed it. I, I look forward to twenty nineteen. And I thought that was <laughs> and I hope that story was of any some kind of interest. We haven't really spoken about wrestling, but we've spoken about the circumstances surrounding it. And but maybe Well it's the trials of
1: tribulations and tribulations of, of <laughs> the things that people don't appreciate. So yeah. the people that might want to moan there wasn't a bar. And nothing and, to do with me. <laughs> at least now they know <laughs> Yeah. At least now that at least some people might know, or if they have somebody who does listen is talking to somebody who doesn't listen and they go, Oh, that bloody Red pro
0: didn't even have their bar and all they go, Oh well actually I heard it was down to you know, yeah. D- is damage is control. It, my method of defense, my defense mechanism, mm. where no one can answer back. Um, yeah. the same way that that poor kid couldn't answer back when I uh, told him that we were playing friendlies, not keepers, <laughs> yeah. when I told the teacher. Yeah, horrible boy. Um, Are you still friends with him on Facebook? Got contact? No, I can't even remember. It. I'm trying to remember his name, but I can't remember it. But yeah. I, d- I do feel guilty, and if I was still friends with him, um, then I'd probably would post him a laser a Pogs laser yeah you know, just to make up mm. for it so
1: you can have one of my spare Duke the Dumpster Trosy ones if you like yeah because he it, definitely it had some Pogs yeah do you even know who I'm
0: talking about Duke the Dumpster yeah yeah of course okay Good. I'm a student of a game mate yeah it's not like it's not like that time when uh, I spoke to uh, the members of the Portsmouth School of Wrestling <laughs> and I said to them who here because it always amazes us doesn't it yeah and we're wrapping up <laughs> we are, yeah, we're wrapping up. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, I said, who here's watched Wrestling with Shadows? And uh, like, not many people put their hands up, but a lad called Billy put his hand up. <laughs> <laughs> and I
1: asked was this Joshua James? You might see him on a UPW show. <laughs> yeah. you'll probably see him around soon. <laughs> and I
0: asked him. So like, I, I can't even remember what it was like. So I'd asked, I'd been asking some questions, and I and I'd be like, so who here knows who Brett the Hitman Hart is? They'd put their hand up, and I'd just be like, cool. Right, but then I said, "Who is What Fresh with Shadows?" And then I said to him, and then I said to him, I asked him a question. About no, I,
1: I think you were going around a few again. Have you seen it? No, have you seen it? No. Have you seen it? Yes. Yes. Good. Have you seen it? Yes. Good. And then and you then went, Billy. Have you seen it? it. He, he went, Yes. yes.
0: <laughs> yeah. And then I said to him, I asked him a question. I can't remember what the question. Oh, he's like, "What's your favourite bit?" Yeah, and he's and he's just like, "I haven't seen it." <laughs> <laughs> And then like he was asked afterwards. I've got another funny story as well about, um so he was asked afterwards um uh why he said yes. Why he said yes, and he's just like, Well, because he never asked anyone what you know, he, he never didn't asked ask anyone, anyone any questions. Else. So I was yeah. just like, I'll look good. So he got outed as a liar. Yeah. Um and another funny story, I'll, I'll leave this person nameless because we've bullied him before on this podcast. But we had a young boy at the um the T V tapings who got F- Shah Samuels grabbed his seat, and he he got fell to the the ground, and he got helped to the back, right. And I did at the time, I was like, he's only had like a chair grabbed from beneath him, right. Why is he? And maybe he was thrown on the on the floor. I can't remember, but nothing. There was nothing untoward. Where like where you'd think he needs to be helped to the back, but he was helped to the back, and the paramedics went out. I didn't think any more of it. Okay. Until the paramedics told me off after the show. Do you know why they told me off, Andy? Go on. They were like, when someone's hurt, we need to know if they're hurt or not, right? They were like, um, that lad, they got backstage. They're like, it's fine. It's, we, they said, you know, it's fine. You know, we don't mind, you know, joining in with the show, <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah. Like, so we can help people in front of a camera. We can help people to the back, What?" You know whatever but when we get backstage if they're not hurt we need to know they're not hurt and this lad just pretended he was hurt <laughs> to the paramedics who were there to look after him yeah, right yeah. Okay. and he kept going and going and going and it wasn't until they got out their torch because they were worried he might have a concussion he was like oh sorry guys i'm not actually hurt <laughs> So he just <laughs> got to confess. He just took it. He took yeah, he a took joke it, too far. He took a it joke t- too far. <laughs> yeah. And then when it when it came came down to like, oh, you're gonna have to go to the hospital, get checked out. Let's check your eyes. Let's check the pupil dilation and whatever. Like. Uh, mm. But what a pro, though. He convinced some <laughs> paramedics. He was <laughs> hurt. He, he yeah. did, yeah. Until he then, yeah. Until he then had to fess up and say, actually, I'm, I'm not. I'm not hurt. Mm. <laughs> so uh there you go. Cool. That's the story. And if you want to put two and two together and find out who that was, it might, may or may not have been the same person that went to the wrong airport to pick Alberto Del Rio. It may or then, may not uh, have been. <laughs> Sorry. know. <laughs> oh,
1: may or may not have been the man who went to America last week with Dan McGee. Maybe. 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 Who knows? Anyway, let's move on and let's say goodbye. Thanks uh, for listening to yeah. our disjointed episode. Yeah, uh, and thanks, okay. thanks for um, keep supporting us, and uh, don't forget to follow me on Twitter. At Boy Simmons, B-O-Y-S-I-M-M-O-N-Z, and I want to add, okay, so this is quick, about five, six years ago, approximately, I brought a scrapbook off eBay, and it had a load of, the reason why I bring this up now, because you jogged my memory of when you said about getting the results out of the paper, it has a, for all I know, I bought off someone who listens, like, he's obviously a real dedicated wrestling fan, had cut out all the articles or a lot of the articles that were in the papers in the early 90s. Oh,
0: I've got a scrapbook like that of articles that I've cut out myself.
1: Okay. So, I brought that off eBay and I want to to attract followers is I think once a week or, you know, there's quite a lot of stuff in there is I'll take a photo of it and post it on my on my Twitter.
0: Brilliant. Yeah. Because so, nothing you do in your real life is like uh No, but I think that's quite or, fun. Like, there's an no, article, it is. I'm joking. Yeah, I'm writing in a mob, you uh, up. Uh, <laughs> there's uh <laughs>
1: There's an article in one of the—I'd th- say it's the Daily Star—about the fakes, the fake wrestlers. Oh, really? Yeah. Interesting.
0: So I know mine's got like the when Yokozuna passed away. I've got that article in there. Okay, so that's um,
1: 2000. So we're not—we're already not early
0: 90s. I just said I've got a scrapbook with all the articles that I had. I'd, I'd never specified years. Okay. Got wrestling comes back to the the New Empire Theatre, South End. That right. was a venue that I couldn't remember anyone was watching the. Uh, the, Brit re- the rise and rise of British wrestling that was the venue I was referring to with the, the ring on the stage the New Empire Theatre South End okay um, anyway um, my Twitter is at a A-Q-U-I-L-D-A-N give it a like follow me and I will reward you with lots of sharp knowledge um, Bret Hart isn't always right because he did say there's never been a right time to say goodbye but now's the right time to say goodbye Say goodbye, to, say to say you. goodbye, to say goodbye. Hour nineteen minutes.